You know, Joey, something, have you talk, been talking to with a lot of agents about compensation? Uh, I, I don't get into that tons with, with my crowd, but that seems to be more your thing, though. Well, and Joey, what, what, it, what, do you, what, have you hear, what are you hearing about compensation as uh, far as, like, how do I pay my producer? Yeah, and, and, and staff. From, and staff. Like commission and staff. Here, here's, here's my thing. We go to these conferences. We, we discuss sales most yeah. of the time, not even that. We discuss marketing, video creation, all these little other yeah. things. But don't you think, and, I, and I'm talking to, to you guys out there, would you not think that if 55 to 45% of your main expense in your agency is what we call people costs, don't you think that'd be something that you'd want to inquire or learn more about? But yet, it's the number one thing that we don't ever talk about at conferences. No one's ever sitting around saying, well, how do we digest our people costs? And you know why it's not the big shiny thing? Well, Right, yeah. but in my opinion, it's a big shiny thing well, of what we call coins and money. Yeah, but a lot of people think they figured it out, though. They don't think it's a problem. Ah, okay. My guess. No, 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 that makes sense. Um, I will tell you that split commissions and draws and salaries based on not paying anybody accountability, I think well, doesn't work and we all know that. So. What are the things that we talk about? A lack in talent gap, and you know, like we're just not getting the right people in the industry. We're not keeping the right people, but we might not make the connection that we're not we're not presenting the the um, the job itself is not being presented. It's not being compensated in a way that produces those things. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And and, and, and I think that. Not only does it produce those things, but there's, I don't think there's any accountability to those. And I think that's our main issue. And, um, and I'm, I'm, I'm not here for that. I just had a consultant in my office. We don't need to drop any names right now. That's not the point here. But I had a consultant in my office and that was his main thing was talking about compensation. Totally redid our whole compensation model. Um, and we got rid of commission splits. Oh, yeah. We got rid of salaries. We got rid of everything out there. And it literally, basically what we had to do was we took everything, Travis and I took everything off the table and we were, we took everything off the table and we slowly put the things back on and kept the things off that we didn't want. Yeah. That's what the consultant gave us. And one of those things was commission structures. And what was amazing is, is when we started creating KPIs on different results that we were wanting in the agency and then paying people based on that, then it was amazing how we start getting the results we want. But here's the most amazing thing. When we get those results, we split that profit with our employees. Now, once the team sees that there's a buy-in of now I'm just not being asked to do this so that we can grow it so Travis and Jason can take all the money, we're actually growing it so that, hey, at the end of the line, like I'm being invested here. And the cool thing about it is, is that according to our plan, we're going to at least be able on all of our CSRs or anybody getting paid um, a, uh, on a W-2, let's say, we're going to give them a 10% pay increase every year as long as they hit 90% of their KPIs or over, which is very easy to do if you're just doing your job. And so what it does is it starts to change the ball game in the way that people look. Andrew Mueller, he does something very similar. Um, literally in three years has, has, has doubled his agency, a little bit more than doubled his agency. You can reach out to him down at Mapis Insurance out in South Carolina. He's a fantastic. Mapis or Mapis? Yeah, Mapis, Mapis, however you it is. you say Mapis, I have a feeling it's Mapis. 
there's a, there's a lot of truth to that, dude. There's a lot of truth to that. And so, Andrew, please let us know which one it is. Um, but the but he does does this, and he cuts his commission. He takes his profit, and he pays it to his staff every quarter. And you would not believe he said the main reason why he started doing it was because he was tired of them coming in and bugging him every five minutes about, hey, how do I do this? How do I do that? And what's funny is, is when you create that boundary and you put them in it and you say, hey, now listen, based, you have action and you have uh, leeway to make the decisions that you want. Autonomy, but, I think is the fancy word. What is it? Autonomy. You have the autonomy to do what you want, but understand that your actions are based on KPIs that are performance, key performance mm -hmm. indicators that then are going to allow us to be able to grade more profit and share it. And what happens is, is when everybody knows that there's profit to be involved and Joey's the slacker, all of a sudden we're gonna start going to Joey and saying, hey Joey, like, what can we do to help you? How do yeah. you pick up on stuff? And so it's, it's, it's a different way of doing it. It gets very, very complicated. But uh, I think uh, using software, which this, this uh, consultant has, using software to be able to manage those KPIs, manage those job descriptions, and then being able to hold someone accountable, being able to see up in the little right-hand corner that uh, you can see how much money you're making for this quarter, how much the team is making, and also the percentage of profit that if the end of the quarter was today, how much you're going to get and what the profit is, and being transparent to where that they can see that in their system every day as they go through. I think it, it, it changes the game on performance compensation, but not only that, it changes the game on the fact that my Com com competition and competitors ha don't have that and so they've got miserable yeah you know and I think so th there's just been a lag to incentive in general right so it's you're going to go in every six months realistically probably every year for an evaluation mm -hmm. and then they're going to determine hey maybe you're going to get some more money maybe you're not or you know whatever it is or if you're straight commission then it's hey you know whatever but it's it's that feed the feedback loop of your performance right whether that's dollars which it is for most people or sometimes it's just you know kind of what are they actually getting out of the job the direction the the, the mission right um you know probably both of them together is a pretty comp you know potent punch you know where you got somebody that is financially being you know getting enough feedback and also from the stuff that they're doing and producing is creating result that is you know kind of fulfilling them if you will so i heard billy williams say this but this is the premise that this consultant lives on um which is if and so here i understand let's understand just first of all for like human nature okay so people will would rather hold on to what they have than gain something that they don't yeah it's a it's a human thing okay it's just human it's the way that we are we want to hold on to this we know this is a for sure thing e avenue of least resistance this is a for sure thing that's a risk so instead of saying hey i'm going to pay my people 30 dollars an hour and if you do good you're going to get three dollars extra an hour why don't you just then say i'm going to pay you 33 dollars an hour and hold you accountable and if you accountability is less is more than 90 percent you will get $33. But if your accountability is 80%, you would get $32. Now, if their accountability is less than 70%, they get 30 bucks, just yeah. like they did from the beginning. What happens is, is we don't realize that we've always said, hey, we'll pay you $30 an hour and then we pay bonuses. How many of you out there know, as producers or agency owners, that it never works? You, you, you pull your hair out, you're going, I'm gonna give these people extra two, three, four, five thousand dollars 
if they can do what we're asking them to do and they don't do it. The reason is, is because they already don't have it. So their thought is, is well, as long as I do my job, I'm gonna keep it and I'm gonna get this amount. But if I decide to do extra, I'll get this bonus. But if I don't decide to do extra, it's okay. Go ahead and give it to them up front and then hold them accountable. One of the main reasons, Joey, that no one wants to do this is because they don't want to lose money. They don't want to lose money. That, well, and you actually really gain money on the growth and stuff like that, but they don't want to hold and they can't hold people accountable. That means you actually have to go into your assistant, yeah, to your producer yeah. and say, hey, we discussed this yeah. and you're not doing it. It's, it, a built in, it's built in accountability. It's, it is, and it, it has to do with that. And so I think if we start re, that happens to be just one of the areas where you start to restructure the mindset and understand. And you know one thing that this guy said, which makes more sense, he's like, this is nothing that I've created. I'm just looking at the way that humans work with each other and how they work in the real world and then playing onto into that. And I, I keeps it simple, right? Keeps it simple. I just think that once again, uh, we did a thing inside of our mastermind. This was this was back probably about a year ago or so. And we and Miles Merwin proposed the question, what's your people cost? And his were like, I can't remember, 51, he 52, 52%. Yeah, he does. Um, and mine was like 53%. And basically everybody was between about 55 and 45% was their people cost. And I, what we were able to see is that by changing our compensation model, we actually increased profit, but we lowered our people costs. And people are like, well, yeah, you lowered your people costs. Of course you increased profit. No, no, no. We lowered our people costs, but we were able to increase compensation. Now you may say, well, how's that possible? Well, that's, that's you gotta meet with the consultant, not me. But it, it's a very, very long thing. He was there for three days. I gotta tell you, my staff, that it's been three weeks now, because it was, was the week right after uh, 4th of July. So about two, three weeks, three weeks now. And I mean, they're excited about it. Um, and then the other thing is, is like they get paid based on customer testimonials. We have like 30 Google reviews on one site and 20 on the other, something like that. Dude, we have gotten 10 Google reviews just in the last three weeks because that's part of their KPI. That's part of what they're bonused on. That's part of how the agency profits. And it's amazing all of a sudden when you actually lay out in front of them what to do and how to do it. You give a definition to what each one of those KPIs are. Man, I mean, Travis and I are blown away by some of the way that, that, that our staff, has, as uh, our team has, has responded to this. I just think it's phenomenal. And I think uh, more people need to talk about it. I really do. I think it falls apart a little bit when you start dealing with the, the family agency that's like three or four people. Oh, you know, you're right. And it's like the 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 the, 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 the father, the brother, the uncle, the, the next generation. Like those, like like like. I just seems like that. I don't know. No, 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 no. I like, think you're absolutely right. That feels like that would be a challenge. One of the things that the that the guy said to me, okay, and Travis, day one. He said, if we're not willing to take everything off the table and yeah. start new, I gotta go. Because yeah. we can't do it, right? And, and it was hard for Travis and I, like we had to talk like, well, what about this? And the guy would say, we're taking everything off the table. Here's the deal, and Travis will tell you this, you can ask him when you see him. We had to take our contract that Travis and I signed and we uh, had to shred it. Yeah. We took all the contracts we had with our producers and staff and everything, and we had to shred them. 
Everything came off the table. Everything was removed. And then, then we started all processes off the table, you know? Now he didn't eliminate our technology, thank God. But I tell you what, after we started realizing how to be held accountable, it was different how we looked at different technology that we were thinking about needing that we don't. But I think, I think so here's the other challenge to this whole thing is that a lot of people struggle with what those KPAs are and what needs to be done. That's right. That's right. It absolutely does. So he has over like 120 some KPIs. They're all like a lot. It is. Well, because every, every, yeah. and the accountant's KPIs are different than the CSR, which is different than the Oh, producer. you mean across the whole agency? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, thought yeah. you meant like, in, like for an individual No, no, no. Uh, no, and actually, it's just letting you know, that's sense. a good question. Yeah. You actually never have more than seven or eight KPIs yeah. per person per three quarters. Yeah. So, um, or per quarter. So no, it was, it's very, very interesting. And I just, once again, I like people who are looking at things differently. And, and, and I think, oops, sorry. And I, I, I like people who are li listening to things differently, and I think that um, I think he's doing things that are different because it's a different world we live in, and we think that we can keep doing the same thing all the time. So I think it's amazing. Anything else that you've heard out there that's pretty, pretty cool, pretty dynamic, pretty electric? Um, I'm not into the dynamic electric. Thing. It's more you and Ryan's thing. Yeah, it is. Okay, let me ask you a question. How long does it take to for you to edit a four-minute video? Four-minute video. Four-minute video. That depends on what type of four-minute video. It only, is. only old men wear it depends. So, what, what is it? Four, four minutes. Four. I mean, what's it take you? That depends on if it's like a, if it's a video or just it's a conversation, and then it takes me four minutes. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, That's fair. But like the one you did for Elevate, which was like badass with like a hundred million. I yeah, imagine that took you for a while. Video? Yeah. Uh, so the Elevate wrap-up video, if we're going to talk about that one specifically, which was about eight minutes. Uh, the thing that took the longest was figuring out the idea. I didn't know what, I didn't know how to approach it. I didn't know the angle to take. That took forever. Once I had the idea, it was probably like a maybe a five-hour process. Joey, do you start with knowing what the story and the time, the line needs to be, or do you just kind of look at all the odd of the video you have first? and then say, okay, here's where I can make a story. I'd like to say that I know what I'm doing before, but most of the time I don't. Most of the time you don't, yeah. I actually had a whole other video in mind for the Elevate thing. I was gonna use more stuff from the speakers and kind of have them piece together a story through the things that they were saying. But um, then I decided to make it more about the people that were there. And then that required me to find more like B-roll footage and stuff like that. So I had to, you know, so it's, it's all about, you know, I think a professional probably would know what they're what they want to do before they go in, but I, so far, usually just take what I've what has happened and then right make that into which something. I think either one of them is right. I think the the thing that I try to do is I try to actually know what I want to get out of it before. But the problem that I have when you do that, no one's way better than the other, yeah. is that now I have like three hours of video, and I have to like look through all the hours of video to try and think of this or this or that. So that's why one of the ways I do it to try and cut down is, is I want to know, let's get this, let's get this, let's get this, and then maybe some B-roll. But then I make sure that I film just that. And then what I will do is I will save that like in a certain folder as this is probably the video I need. But then I'll continue to shoot video. But, and then I just, maybe every once in a while, I'll pull some of that over. So, so I, think, I think that that's, that's kind of the, the thing. I just think that, I think there's a lot of times people see what you guys are doing and they're thinking to themselves, well, if I do that for my agency, how's it gonna be? And again, this is the, 
I'm never, I'm not recommending that somebody make a video like that. Like it's, it's a completely different relationship that, you know, I, maybe it is, maybe it isn't, but you know, I feel like that, you know, we're trying to keep somebody's attention that's interested in their business, constantly interested, right? And that's a different type of uh, process than somebody that needs to make a, a decision on you know, auto insurance or homeowners insurance. And um, so I, mean, I think we, we just add maybe a little more flair to it than, you know. Well, do you think if a person was a niche then and they're then speaking to business owners, they could do something similar to what you guys are doing if you're speaking to owners? Could I, could I be an insurance agent doing that for non-for-profits? Yes and no. Okay. Yes from the standpoint of do you want to be the voice of the nonprofit industry? Of how should they get the, how should their business be better, why they need to get up every day and be a better nonprofit. That's that's why we have more liberties because there's a there's a there's a built in interest for somebody to want to consume what we're creating because they have an interest to, to to want to improve their business. With somebody buying insurance, it only happens once a year, once every six months. The need for it is dramatically less. So it's a different type of, of, of experience that somebody's gonna go through. So to, to, to transition that to, to retail insurance or even business insurance, that business, that, that business purchasing that insurance, it only still happens once a year. So they go through this intense cycle of however long the buying process is, and then they're done with it. There is absolutely zero reason for them to continue to right. every day be involved and understand what that process is and looks like. They don't need to continually know about their medical payments or, you know what I mean? Right. Like, it's just, it doesn't happen. So, so I would need as a non-for-profit guy, I would need to be able to help them solve their day-to-day -day issues non-related to insurance. If we're using what we're doing at Agency, at Agency Nation as the example, yes, we are, we are speaking to a specific niche in industry insurance about their constant struggles continually to improve and grow and do things differently in their business. That's a, that, that, that is a day-to-day -day challenge. That is something you are continually interested in because much of the compensation conversation, that affects you every day if you're not on top of it. Whether you think about your uh, general liability policy every day or not really has zero impact on the outcome of that process. I may, I may uh, agree. So I wouldn't talk about insurance though. Right. Like I would right. find, like if you're a women abuse shelter, right? I right. would talk about the day-to-day -day problems yeah. they have. So that's, so that's the challenge, right? So then you, every step you take away from insurance, you've got to be able to take a step back. So the further you get from like talking about the thing that you do is that being in that process, <laughs> the more the more it's apparently getting very popular out here. Um, it is, and it's company people. They don't care about what we're doing as agents. They just do what they oh, want. Easy. There's so, a agents. I'm just joking. For all you company people, I'm just joking. Yeah. It's just, just no, so, um, it's, it's very possible, right? But they're going to know you as Jason, the nonprofit guy, not Jason, the insurance guy. Ah. Jason, the nonprofit guy who also does insurance, is about the best you'd be you know, hoping for. And that's where I'm a media company that happens right. to have my weapon of choice is insurance. Right. But we're a media company, and then, okay, yeah. So, so again, you know, I personally think, at least in the, in the environment that we are in right now, it is more practical for somebody to focus on that intense buying process, to have everything absolutely locked down on every question that could be answered, and, and just giving them the straight information, the education to where nobody else can escape it, right? Like nobody else can get in there. Right. You're the only thing that they find when they're looking for that. Or if you're even just, you know, pushing that stuff out to them, um, hmm. cover that first, 
have that be inescapable, then, then if you want to grow beyond that, then you can build it to where you are the guy for non-for-profits. You're pre putting on your own non-for-profit conference or whatever, right? Right. And then, because they know who you are, then it's, well, I should have Jason handle my insurance. I like that idea of a non-for-profit conference. I mean, that would be cool. Like, you would be a stud if you're getting people from non-for-profits to come to your conference. And I mean, getting the money's easy because you just got to go find the vendors and stuff that they use to be able to do that. But, but you know what? I think everybody right now understands like what I'm saying when I'm saying that I'm going to listen to this again and I'm going to back it up five minutes from where it is right now. Because Joey, like, like, dude, a little passion came out of you there. Like, you were actually, I think you just gave a great blueprint, and I think Joey's gonna go back and look at this point of this as well. Like, you just gave a very good bl blueprint to what we're doing, because the question is, is how do we make insurance sexy? Yeah. You're basically saying, yeah. it's too hard and you don't, need to. you don't need to. How do you help them understand that their business is sexy and how to make their business sexier, not related to insurance whatsoever? You have, they're two completely separate experiences and mindsets of where you want to operate, right? In my opinion, because right? no, it drives no, me, because no, no. everyone this always is, looks at like good. Agency Nation, like, oh, well, why am I going to make this video that looks like this? And, you know, you guys, like, that's not, I was like, no, I've never, I've never once said, like, you should make a video in your agency like we do. Like, it's just a completely different set of roles. And, um, you know, it, there's nothing worse than talking to somebody about insurance the day after they've, Renew their policy. <laughs> You're right about. That. I say, hey, we just got done doing this. Want to have a let's just talk real quick a little bit about you know. Let's let's right. knock out that endorsement real quick. Well, you know what I'm thinking about this because I early asked you earlier, like, do people understand and know that you guys what you guys do, like that the fact that you guys uh, help people get referrals. And, and, but then yet you are not ever on here saying, hey, do you know that, do you know that? Because what you're doing is what you're saying right now. Like you're worried about helping the agent understand their day-to-day -day struggles. And then, oh, hey, by the way, if you happen to ask, by the um, way, we do referrals. And, and so we are not perfect at this by any stretch, right? Like, no, we, that's cool. We're still, we're still working through the balance of how, how do we, and I've had plenty of people say, how do you guys make oh, money? Like, I feel like I should pay you. Oh, yeah. And, um, and if they want to, Joey is accepting money. If you yeah. <laughs> if they want to, the two ways they can do it is be an Advantage subscriber or join Agency Nation University. Are the two ways that would most directly uh, contribute to that cause to allow those activities, those, those business objectives to help being furthered. Um, Which I do subscribe to those. Um, no, I mean, I just, yeah, I think it's, it's you have to understand that the, the, the life cycle of the thing that you're trying to capture, you know? Um, I no, I like that. I like that, dude. I like that a lot. I really, really do. I'm not saying there's a right or wrong answer. It's just you need to know which one you're, you're going after and then make sure if, it's, if, if you're not leaving insurance, if you're not deviating from it, just stay on that track. It's all insurance. I'm teaching you how to buy insurance. I'm teaching you what to do about it. Um, then stay on that track and convert them. It just, it's from start to finish, everything they need to know from first understanding the problem all the way down to they should buy it from you. If it's, I want to be in front of as many people that I could potentially sell to, then you're building an audience outside of just insurance and you're building it within that niche, but then most people don't have a niche. And then so how do you actually build an audience around your commu communities? And a community could be a niche, it's a little loose, but I mean, that, the mm -hmm. idea of being, mm -hmm. let's say famous for lack of a better term, in your community, if you're famous within your niche, you're in front of as many opportunities as you possibly can be. You just need to know 
what to do with those opportunities when they're standing in front of you. Damn. Man, give you a camera and a little microphone and let Joey go to town. So this is this is this is why Cass is really good with Joey because I get him out of this. Because you got to admit, like he hasn't really said a lot of this stuff that he normally does, and it's just it's the power that Joey and I have. We're actually really good friends, and I think that's what. Uh, I told you we stopped being friends a long time ago. What? I told you we stopped being friends a long that's time. It's a good ago. point. That's a good point. That's a good point. That's <laughs> Joey, so you're headed to uh, where? Does everybody know where you're going on Sunday? Today, by the way, is Friday. Friday, driving the family to Disney World. Yeah, uh, babe. Yeah. That may not be a good idea after a couple of days at an insurance conference, but we'll find out. <laughs> yeah, Joey brought his whole family here, which is so awesome, dude. This is a this is a great place. Hopefully, they'll have me back. They're like, man, we can't bring the, we can't bring the jingles anywhere. <laughs> daughter tried to jump over one of those ropes and knock the whole thing over. It was just a nice thing. I can't take you guys anywhere. Do they? Do your kids like to get on a dance floor though and dance any? They do. Yeah. They do. They, they'll they'll they'll, yeah. they'll like them tonight because tonight's going to be a fun time as well. Joey, anything else, man, that you want to talk about? Anything that I I mean yeah, I want to say or anything? Hey, there's Bill, the executive director of the Independent Insurance Agents of Alabama. So yeah. Um, what about you? You wrap it up. You close it out. What's what's been on your mind? Man. Well, what's been on my mind, dude, is just trying to make a difference in my agency. I mean, I'm be honest with you, Joey. I, I've never in my life been more excited about being an agency owner. And I'm, and you know, not for the future and the industry and oh, there's no better time for this and that. No, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about me specifically. That I'm really, really. I'm starting to become. I'm never gonna be there, but I'm starting to become a good business owner and not so much just an insurance agent or a agency owner. I'm starting to become a good business owner by investing in places, I'm being serious, and learning some things through trustedchoice.com, actually going out and dropping five grand on a consultant to come to your business. I don't know if I ever would have contemplated doing that, but truthfully, it's one of the best things that I've done in a long time, and Travis and I are kicking ourselves in the ass that we yeah. didn't do it before. But actually understanding the way that, here's the difference, this is when it really starts to get fun, I think it's where I'm at, Joey, is that like I get to truly, you know the old thing, don't work in your business, work on your business, right, that thing? But, that, thing but that's actually what I'm getting ready to do, or, yeah. I'm not getting ready, that's actually what I'm doing, like, like the fact that if we sell or not is not based on me, right? All these other things that used to be based on what Jason was doing are not there anymore. And insurance is really, really, really starting to become fun because I'm able to now start looking at the little things in my agency and making little changes and seeing that, oh, that didn't work or oh, that worked and not necessarily being distracted by all the other things that I got to do. Like, man, did I get this renewed? Do we do this? Hey, what are sales for this year? What for this month? Those different types of things. And so the way that I've gotten there, and this is what I'm going to leave you with, the way that I've gotten there is by getting involved. You should be going to IAOA's conference, okay? You should definitely be going to Elevate. I mean, look at this here. I mean, I'm not, I didn't know that we were going to be doing, well, I knew that we were going to do this, but this was actually my outfit um, that I had picked out. I love Elevate. Don't, don't delay the uh, shameless plug. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, but you know the thing about it is when you see me tomorrow, I'm probably going to be wearing an advisory evolved or a rocket yeah. referrals. And the only reason I do that is because I want people to ask me because, once again, don't make any money from Trusted Choice, any of these places. I am just all about people that understand how to help agents and I do nothing but surround myself with those type of people. And now it's gotten to the point that I am where I am and I still have a long way to go. 
but it's just exciting to know that this industry is rocking and rolling. It is, take, it is taking a huge turn for the better, and it's only because people like yourself and other Ryan and Sydney um, that are just keep spreading the word about these little things. Like a lot of this stuff that we're doing in the industry and a lot of the things, the secrets that you're finding out, they've been happening for a long time. It's just no one has been capturing those moments and putting it on a grand scale where everybody gets to know. We all get trapped in our own little agency. And so I think that that is what has been really, really huge. And I'm really excited about 2018, um, even though it's halfway over, that still means, I mean, July 1st, I looked at my numbers and we are up about 18% over last year. And that's awesome, but our goal was to be at about 20 to 25. So we've got some work that we've got to do. Um, but we believe that that compensation structure and helping our people know the KPIs. Because what's great is, is when we decided to build the agency, we put the pieces together of the KPIs that are going to get those performances of what we're wanting. And, we've, and we're betting on that it's going to work. So, um, Joey, I want to thank you for everything you guys do for, for, for AI, or excuse me, not for AI, sorry, for Trusted Choice and for all of us agents out there. I mean, seriously, like, couldn't do it without you. Your videos um, are good. Yeah, the ones where he's doing interviews like this, they're good. But the two that you did, you did one recently about a month ago that uh, uh, drone footage and things are changing or something. I can't remember exactly what it was. Um, gosh darn it, I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was electric. I mean, it was unbelievable. I think your storytelling is fantastic. It's always funny when I, I say to people, I say, so what do you think about Joey? What would you say that Joey's really good at? You probably take this as a compliment, but it's something I would never think about. They say he's probably one of the best storytellers we That's know. It's only coming up recently, and I don't know where that came from. Isn't it weird? Yeah, I don't know. Isn't it weird? And never, it's like, I wow. Never, I would never think of that. But that's what you're doing. Story, I guess. You're telling people stories, you know? Awesome. You're telling trustedchoice.com stories. Yeah. And it's really funny as I hear people say that, I'm thinking, wow, I never, never would have thought that that would have been the answer they would have given me. But Joey, been good seeing you, man. And, and uh, uh, I can't let you get out without the, the shameless plug for the uh, brain share. Oh, you're going to allow me to do that. Thank you very much. There. Brain share yeah. AIbrainshare18.com. AIbrainshare18.com. Got to pay those bills, man. Yeah, you, you do. You do. And so uh, it's 100 people. There's three conferences you should go to. IAOA. Well, I thought you were going to wrap with yours. You right? should go up with Elevate, yeah. and then you should go to AI Brain Share. Okay. Now I say that. And if you're an Alabama young agent, and, and if you're an Alabama young agent, we need to come here. I got to tell you, I've come here the last six years in a row, and I actually came here two years when they didn't even pay me to come here. That's how awesome this place is. So, but those are the things you need to go to. Go to AI Brain Share 18. It's not a conference. It's not a convention. We take speakers and consultants. We put them in the crowd. So go to AIbrainshare18.com. And Joey, thanks for your time, man. Did you have fun? Yep, I did have fun. It was a good time. That's all that matters. Fist love. Peace.